Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, guys? CB here, back for another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Fully Loaded Tobacco-Free Chew, made from 100% clean and pure nicotine. Fully Loaded allows you to sacrifice nothing. Available on long cut and pouches in nine awesome flavors. Fully Loaded provides the full flavor and full texture you would expect, allowing you to drop the tobacco and keep the nicotine. Fully loaded, be your best catch yet. Find out more fullyloadedchew.com. Use code ANGLERS25 for 25% off your first purchase. Exciting show for you guys tonight. Had a little change of plans. We got to, we had to back up and punt. Our buddy Ronnie Moore came in. He's going to talk to us about fantasy fishing, all things bass, and what's going on with the elite as they kick off this week. All that and more. A great, great interview. A lot of fun right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. And you know what? We're just going to jump right into the heart of it, right? Right in the meat of what's going on. Why? Because, David, I've had a hell of a week when it comes to fantasy fishing. A hell of a week. I'm just going to be honest yes. with you. <laughs> so I had to call in the one guy who knows anything and everything about it, our buddy Ronnie Moore. Ronnie Moore. What's going on, what's going on y'all? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Um honestly probably more tired than i've ever been leading into an elite series season because we did not have an off season i don't care what the calendar of dates said the last event was in august and we and the second and you know the next event of this season is in february but it was not an off season we did a lot of cool stuff with jm and Bassmasters, but it did lead into uh about a week ago and so we're we're all prepped now but we're a little sleepy We've seen the uh, we've seen the stuff on on Facebook and you know all you guys on the Zoom call the screenshot getting ready for live and getting things going and we're recording this on Tuesday night the eighth guys are off today well as, as you hear this on Wednesday I guess the guys are off they got an off day meetings pictures all that good stuff and then Thursday they'll crank up with day one of the of the 2022 Elite Series season so. You know, we had a cancellation tonight for the show, and I actually talked about you on last week's show. So we got to get Ronnie on, and Put so I sent, in, coach. I sent David a text, and he goes, he said, "How about Ronnie Moore?" And I'm like, "Why not think of that? Right? It's been a crazy week." But um, <laughs> before I forget, though, I got to ask, "How's Mama?" Because I know Mama's pregnant. How's Mama doing? Woo. She getting, she's getting big pregnant, and in the best way possible. <laughs> We're so excited, and she's doing great. Uh, we. We went in basically a week from a week from today or, or a week ago today. And the baby was like measuring at five pounds, basically oh. with seven weeks left. And I was a 10 pound, two ouncer. I said, honey, we are on pace for another double digit. And she said, this baby's getting out of here before it's 10 pounds. I promise wow. you that. So, wow. so yeah, we, uh, we've, um, we've had a great, honestly blessed I felt God's hand throughout. And if, if I'm cool to, to speak Say clearly it, on that, I, I felt it. God's hand throughout the last 
now basically entering our eighth month. I've felt God's hand throughout this entire pregnancy. He's brought us from so much from 2020 and the the troubles that we had and whatnot. I've seen him work in my job, in her career, in our in our marriage, in in our now current pregnancy. And man, I am just honestly, as long as it's maybe not on the classic, because I'm away from her nine hours away. I don't care when the baby comes. I am ready. And I don't even know if it's a boy or girl. We're waiting till delivery day. And I am so thrilled. I'm so thrilled with that. It's a blessing no matter what, what gender the baby is. And so we're we're so excited. I'm, it's just, this is, this is probably, I've wanted to be maybe a Bassmaster broadcaster my whole life. But this is probably the one thing that I've wanted to be more. Sure. And so being being a dad and a father is going to be the coolest thing yeah. ever. And Lord, pray for my child because they're going to they're probably going to be just like uh, me with how active they've been in the well, womb. Yeah, I, I'm definitely praying for for your child and praying for your wife. So when's the due date right now? If all goes well, when's the due date? We slid the due date in right between Santee and Chickamauga. So March 25th is the, I think it's like a Friday between two elite events. So (laughs) I guarantee you, I'm going to have an epic moment of, Hey guys, this has been a great show, but I'm going to have to continue watching it and not being on it because I've got to go to the hospital, go be a dad. And so I know I just needed to be when I'm 10 minutes away from her in little rock and not 10 hours away from her in South Carolina. So That's the hope. But yeah, March 25th, it's in between those two events. But with, like I said, that baby's measuring around five pounds with seven weeks left. That sucker's not going to last till the 25th. They grow quick. Unless it's supposed to, you know, but it's super cool. They grow quick. You you know, who knows? She might be on the screen of knowledge, having the baby on live. This this could could happen, right? I will Skype in from the hospital room, but not sure what angles I'm going to be getting at. You know, I will tell, I'll tell one quick story. And my, uh, our friend Caitlin is a nurse and she's in our Sunday school class at church. And she said, I've got it. She told us at our baby shower. She's like, I've got to tell you this story because it's something I cannot make up. She's a nurse in the delivery room areas at, at our Baptist hospital. And she walked, she told me a story about, um, she walked in as the extra nurse. It wasn't her patient. She was helping other nurses out. And so she was just, Hey, I'm extra hands here. If you need anything, she said, she walked in, she saw a lady and the lady was having a heck of a time trying to deliver this baby. She was in all kinds of positions. She was switching it up. She was on her, on her back, on her, uh, all fours, just trying to rotate and get this baby out. And she looks over and the husband's like, what is going on? What do I do? And she, he's standing there holding her hand. And she said that she turned around and looked and the TV in the delivery room had me on there doing one of our, one of our events or something. I guess it was one of our Saturday. uh, It might've been, yeah, it was one of our FS1 shows for January previewing and recapping the seasons. And she said, all I know is I looked in this room and it was, it was chaos. It was havoc in this delivery room. And And I look up and Ronnie is just broadcasting bass fishing up there. The husband must've been watching it. So I said, when my doctor asks me if I've ever been in a delivery room for a, a baby, yes, I have, but just not physically. But I was there. I was there. <laughs> you, you'd think that would have scared the child out, or maybe it, maybe the, the child didn't want to come out because it heard your voice. It, that That is a real possibility. And I'm worried if, uh, if the labor goes on really long for Sarah, that that's the indication that the child isn't ready to meet me yet. It's been wow. hearing the megaphone of my voice through her stomach for sure. the last two months. Yeah. And, and it's reacted positively. 
but that's just what I'm thinking. It's reacting. It could be trying to run away from me in a tight, you know, it's, it's, it's in a tight space. So, well, for two of the four of us here, we can tell you, Kenneth and I can tell you really quick that enjoy every day of it because you'll blink. And next thing you know is there'll be seniors in high school and graduating and moving on. Of course, he's still got one that lives at home right now. That's how the, but, I mean. The oldest of the two is still here. Yeah. But, I mean, like, literally, Caden's, you know, Caden starts playoffs tomorrow night. No. And uh, for his senior season, right? And I'm like, where, what, I mean, I, what what has happened here, right? So, it's all it all goes by fast, but enjoy every minute of it and love on your wife and uh, tell her we're praying for her, thinking about her, and hope all this goes well. So, all That's right. Super cool. So, so, let's jump into birth on another baby here with fantasy fishing. <laughs> I mean, give us some tips because, you know, if, if you watch all these sandbaggers on social media – Ain't nobody doing nothing. Ain't nobody catching nothing on St. John's. And it's it's going to be an awful first event. Yeah, and somehow by day three, we're going to have something captivating, at least that's <laughs> been the storyline the last three days of the event. That's the way it always goes. And so uh, we, we, I actually did a, a podcast with Kyle Jesse, one of my Bassmaster coworkers. He's always at the events. And he's, I think, the digital content um, uh, editor for Bassmaster.com. And we were talking about this St. John's and every year we go down there with the anticipation of sight fishing. Um, every fish is going to be on the bed, right. but the realistic aspect of it is that Florida spawn starts in, you know, the fish start getting on bed when you're putting Turkey on your plate, like sure. November, they're getting on bed there for the first wave. Obviously that's probably more like a Lake Okeechobee than it would be up there near Jacksonville and Palatka. That's, it's the same state and we classified as Florida and the spawn that is, those are two different worlds. It's even a different world from the Kissimmee chain two hours South to Palatka. And there's a lot of different factors in that. And so I think that this event with the cooler temperatures, it's obviously going to make it not as easy. Right. And when I say easy, I say sight fishing. A lot of these anglers don't need to catch a bunch of fish in practice to have an easy practice or to have a successful one. They need to just put their eyeballs. I've seen a hundred fish on bed Half of them I don't even want to catch. Half of them won't want to get caught or a quarter of them won't want to get caught. And then a quarter I'll have a shot at with everyone else. Right. But the positive is, is you see those fish. So you're confident there's 50 fish on bed in this creek. If they're not there, they're still going to be in the creek somewhere if they pull off. And I and with the cloudy and rainy conditions over practice, they're not able to see those fish. And so it's made it tougher um, because a lot of guys don't don't want to go and practice in Florida. They want to look. They want to fish in some areas. But this St. John's River, we've seen it in a couple different forms. We've seen it without grass. We've seen it with grass. We've seen it warm spawn. We've seen it cool. And you're just going to have to fish. And it seems like the St. John's is turning into one of those. You're just going to have to fish events. And there may be a window of opportunity where there's a sight fish. Obviously, the temperatures are going to get up in the 60s for the highs, and that's important. But the lows every night, that is the thing that you look at in Florida when you go there is, I don't care if the if the highs are 80, that's awesome. But if the lows are mid-30s that same day, it doesn't it, – it sets them back. And so you're never gaining a day towards the spawn. You're gaining just six hours at a time. Right. It could warm up. By the time it cools off that night, the next day it doesn't, it doesn't recover in time until the last flight's checking in. So the guys who are in the last flight – are going to maybe see some stuff on those sunny days. Uh, they're going to want that long day, maybe on day one, because the only day of sun all day long is 
Wednesday, the day that they're not, they're not fishing. So there will be fish on bed on Thursday morning that were not on bed Tuesday evening when they got done. So that's the thing that we're managing this week, but they still live there, man. We haven't seen too many nine pounders get held up for people to be like tough practice, just a, almost a double digit. And so that's, that's going to be a Florida limit, a nine pounder or a seven pounder and four, two pounders. And then they're going to have to, somebody's going to string together multiple. So what do you give? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Kenneth. You know, we hear a lot of people say, you know, stop scheduling tournaments on the same lake, same time of year. But this is an example of it's a different place every time you go. It, it can be it can be the same time of year every year, but that fishery changes so much throughout the year that it, it is like showing up to a different lake every time. A hundred percent. We saw Rick Clun win in 2016. He did so with a makeshift bladed jig. You know, it was kind of like a scrounger head type blade. It wasn't a, a chatterbait, you know, hard metal um, type blade. Mm-hmm. And we saw that real weedless in the grass. We go there three years later. There's a lot less grass, almost no grass. And all those fish rushed up to any structure they had to spawn, all those reed heads, all the docks. And, and it exploded 98 pounds and change. And then the last two years, I mean, think about it. Rick Clun won. Uh, he caught some key fish in 2016, not far from Palatka. He caught most of his fish in 2019, right above where Lake George dumps into the St. John's because it flows from south to north. So right. even though he's at the north end of Lake George, it's dumping into the St. John's from Lake George. And then we see 2020 Paul Mueller way up north winning it. We see Kyle Welcher also catch, you know, a 10 pounder above the Palatka Bridge. And then um, and then last year we got to see Brian Newt not only fish offshore early in the event, but then went to the south end of Lake George and made that work, too. And the aspects we're not talking about, there's always someone in the top 10 from Crescent. There's always some people from the top 10 in Rodman. Which one of those lakes are maybe going to show up and win um, win the event? And we saw Gary Klaus go as far south as you can go and had the two day lead there. So, Kenneth, you're a million percent correct. Same time of year. But man, you're you could be on the second wave of spawners in Florida in February, or you could be on the seventh wave of spawners on in in Florida. And you know, I'll take that because the St. John's continuously puts out awesome storylines. And honestly, there's probably it's in the top five crowds in the world in Palatka, oh, the people yeah. who love fishing. So yeah. that's that's the coolest part too, is to see them show up. Yeah. It's also a tough decision for these anglers because they've they've got to take all of that in consideration. It's a vast fishery. When you consider how far north and how far south they can go, they really have to commit to something. And and you, sometimes you just guess wrong. You know, you think you're right, and and it and things happen so quick, like during the tournament things are going to change. Your practice is really just trying to figure out what you think is going to happen during the tournament. Yeah. And I think that uh, one thing that I've kind of put in perspective of the playing field that these anglers are on, the St. Lawrence is huge. Lake Oahe is huge. The St. John's river is also big. And it's like, I think there's 16 football fields or 14 and a half football fields in a mile. And this body of water is like 200 miles long. You can go, all the way to Jacksonville to the 95 bridge. You can go all the way down to the 44 bridge in Astor. You can go all the way in Rodman, all the way in Crescent. I mean, you can put so many football fields and we want to talk about how maybe it's not fishing is great. You can be a couple yards short of the winning fish and not know it. And this place, it's just so vast and it always shows up. I mean, they're always going to be shallow, but I've, I do, as we get into some fantasy topics, I'll bring up some aspects that I think that have been revealed that will get revealed even more this year. Okay. So looking at, 
a number of guys, a number of rookies, but a number of guys, dude, they went down like right after the first of the year, and especially guys from up north, right? And I look at Josh Douglas and some others, and they went down, and they've spent literally a month and a half almost in Florida. Um, then you got Brandon Lester, who won the Open last week, right? First big win, won the Open. What kind of advantage do these guys have compared to those that are just now getting into Florida this past week and getting on the water? Well, I think, I think honestly, Brandon Lester has an advantage over everyone in, in the world for the most part because he has been such a stellar angler in general. Uh, it, we've been waiting for this day, 114 events. I mean, he's fished more events than guys who have been on the Elite Series twice as long as him. Like He has fished a lot of tournaments, and he's been so close. So to see him win, that's incredible. Um, but he always shows up in Florida. There's something about his style of fishing, the way he likes to cover water. He just connects, whether it's cold or warm, with with fishing or the good fish in, in Florida, whether it's the Harris Chain, St. John's, or Kissimmee. I don't know how he did at Okeechobee a few years ago in the Elites, but he probably did pretty darn good there too. So <laughs> I think some of these guys – it's just the difference is when you see those grass edges on the Kissimmee chain or something, and you can throw a jerk bait over them and fish cooler water baits that you would, there's just not that at the St. John's river. There's not a, there's not a hard edge. That's going to keep those fish. It's the shell bars, nothing in between and the bank. So pinpointing those mid depth fish is a little bit more, a little more difficult. And so I think some of those guys at least have been able to see behavior. That's the biggest thing is not translating one body of water to another, but Hey, I was two hours South of here and the spawn wasn't really full fledged at the Kissimmee chain. It got full fledged that week. And then it got shut down by cold weather at the beginning of the next week. So I think we're just going to see a couple big ones popping up on the beds. And so some of these guys, I think too much practice time messes you up big time. Uh, I think just enough practice time can really clue you in on something. You only need a couple of hints if you're an elite pro, but sometimes a month, man. That's why some of these pros who fish the opens, they like two or three days of practice tops, even though it's unlimited available because you don't need to develop five patterns going into a tournament because then you won't know what to do. You just want one or two things going that you can lean on. And so I think the St. John's will allow some guys this week will echo on, on Monday headed to the Harris chain. I was on four fish. And I, I rolled into a seventh place finish. You know, I, I, I had one thing, but they came to me, you know, whether it was offshore or spawn and fish. So I think just getting a confidence in that area. I think a lot of these guys, uh, Hank Cherry said it best to me. He said, I've been in the St. John's plenty of times. I don't even practice in areas that I've caught them, not because I don't want people to see me there, but because I don't want to get during tough times of practice where you want to go get a bite. I'm not going to go to an area I know that normally holds them no matter what season of the year. Cause I don't want to get discouraged. Right. So a lot of these guys don't press stuff until uh tournament day. And I think that's the case with St. John's four times in a row, uh, five of the last eight years we've been there. I think a lot of these guys explore a lot of dead water just to see if they find a gym somewhere. Sure. Absolutely. Anything you catch before day one doesn't count anyway. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I am tied for the elite lead tomorrow uh, going into Thursday. They just won't see me on the leaderboard, but I've caught the same amount of fish that matter. Like you said, Kenneth. Well, that makes that that makes all of us. So, so yeah. before we get into a few fantasy topics, so real quick, I mean, the rookie class coming in, David. How many rookies are in uh, the elites this year? Thirteen. Did I get that right? Thirteen. Thirteen new guys. Thirteen. Ten, new guys. ten are rookies. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So who who's you got? Iconelli, Parosnik, and who else that, that's back? 
David Williams. David Williams. That's right. That's right. So those won the Southern are- Opens for the second time, which is probably probably harder than winning Bassmaster Angler of the Year, to be honest. Yeah, that is true. So of these ten rookies and these three that are coming back, I mean, who's on your radar? I know you got a few. Who's on your radar for for this year? Who's going to do well? I am really kind of interested to see because we've got a lot of veterans that are you know mid 30s to 40 years old that have fished professionally for at least half a decade and they're coming in as a new guy on the elite series and then on the flip side we have like five dudes who got their license like last year to to try to start driving their truck and boat around and so it's kind of two contrasting parts of the rookie class um i think that if you had to pick some people to do well, I mean, you have to kind of lean on a Joseph Webster, a guy who's gotten third in the angle of the year and other leagues and whatnot. And Josh Douglas, who's made top tens. Those are the easy ones to pick out of the 10 rookies, but I'm very interested to see the guys like Jay Shakurit um, from Stevens point, Wisconsin uh, to see some of the uh, Japanese anglers. Mm-hmm. I really, they're some of the only anglers that when they say, what, what is their strong suit? I have no idea. Right. I don't want to be lazy and just say finesse fishing. Cause that's not always the case. <laughs> Kenta Kamira loves throwing a crankbait. Masayuki Matsushita loves throwing a football jig in a Carolina rig. We've seen that in his couple big time opens wins or uh, performances. And, uh, and so some of these guys are still mysteries, even through the open series. Uh, we've got a couple college guys. I think, I think the guy who is ready for this moment is Cody Huff. Yeah. I honestly, that, that might sound like an easy one, but Cody Huff, Jonathan Kelly, and Alex Redwine and Jacob Fouts, they all fished in college, whether it's one event like Alex Redwine or a bunch of events and are, and are touted college anglers. We got two classic bracket champions coming into the elites. These guys have fished classics before they fished an elite event. Right. So I, I don't think the moment's going to be too big for them, but it's that day-to-day. It's that I've only been around these guys for three days. I got to be around them for uh, you know 36 this year. So. Right. That's the biggest thing. So I, I threw out basically the entire rookie class. Um, and so I can't be wrong, but I think that Cody Huff has proven on a, on every level. He's going to be one to watch. I I will say when we did the Fox Sports One shows, our, our uh, producer, Anthony, who was working on the shows with me, he said, pick out five guys that you think that are maybe off the radar that could win AOY and we'll kind of make a little package about them. And the only guy that's a rookie that I picked was Cody Huff. So I, I think he has AOI potential for sure. And uh, and I think it's it's going to be interesting to see a lot of these Midwestern and Northern guys come down South consistently for, for three quarters of the season. Sure, sure. Okay. So jumping over into fantasy fishing, give us some tips on what's the best way to play this game. I mean, not drain the lake yet. We'll get into it. But, I mean, you know – a lot of percentages out here and a lot of things on these, you know, in these d- different buckets, but give us Ronnie Moore's, you know, fancy fishing one Oh one here. The fans at home, if they're watching this or listening, I'm holding up a notepad <laughs> with my stuff. So, you know, I'm not lying. What I wrote down is what I'm putting. And so I, uh, I picked four guys that have less than 5% ownership. And then I picked the dude who has a lot more than 5% ownership and probably everybody else and their mother picked him too. But <laughs> I picked a lot of guys this week that are going to, that are good fishermen. They're they're These are all great fishermen, sure. but these are going to be guys that are great at fishing. They're just covering water. They're just going to, they're not going to get caught up in the spawn game. Now it still could be their strong suit. And you guys can crack back at me when I mention some of these guys, but I picked some guys that love sight fishing, but have been burned by sight fishing the last few years at the St. John's. So I think that they, 
third year of maybe getting burned, I've learned I'm going to just go fishing. If I see one, I'll catch one, but I'm not going to go sell out till noon on day one with nothing. Um, and so I start off there. I mean, bucket a, so basically the way these buckets are aligned when we kind of decided to pick them, Kyle Jesse, who's the main actual commissioner of the league, oh. I'm just commissioner on TV because gotcha. I wanted to take the title with no responsibility, but uh, we kind of laid out the buckets and with 94 anglers, there are 19 anglers in every bucket except for bucket E, and there's 18 anglers in that one. So 19 in the first four, 18 in the last one. Gotcha. And it's based off of angler of the year rank from 2021. And then we mixed in the 13 new anglers into kind of where they fit. And I said, why don't we just do it by winnings, career winnings? So, of course, and Iconelli is going to be in bucket A, even though he's new back to the elites. And we're like, oh, you're just doing it to to stroke his ego. No, it's because of winnings. Right. So a lot of those guys in bucket E have just a year of the opens under their belt or the nation winner, you know, Matty Wong. So sure. that's how, how we kind of you know, put Joseph Webster and Josh Douglas in there and C and D and that kind of stuff. So that's how it kind of lays out. Jacob Prosnick, I think, is in bucket B. Um, and, and I'm just looking at my list now. But the way I picked it, I picked Drew Cook in bucket A. I picked Buddy Gross in bucket B, Clark Winlet in C, Cliff Prince, my major, the only homer I'm going with in bucket D. And then I went with Jason Williamson in bucket E. And I, I went a couple reasons for that. A lot of these guys have great finishes on the St. John's. Uh, I know Buddy Gross loves fishing offshore. I think that's going to be more of a, a deal this year. And I said it uh, in our podcast as well that when you look at the day one, way in photo gallery, you'll be able to see what these anglers are doing. If they have a seven pounder and they have a 12 incher, or they're only holding a seven pounder, most likely they caught that one sight fishing. Right. Now, if that's going to hold up every day, that's going to be very difficult, but I'm projecting that you're going to see some guys holding up two, three pounders. And you're like, wow, they have 15 pounds. That means they have five, three pounders. And um, I think those are going to be the guys fishing offshore. I think that that's always been a numbers thing to fill a limit, but I think that there's going to be more consistency out there this year um, because it's been cold, warm for a day, still cold. They haven't had enough disperse to different depths. A lot of them are still probably a little more offshore. So I picked some guys that like sight fishing, like Drew Cook and Clark Winlet. I picked some guys because um, if they're going to find whoever's going to find them, those guys are going to find them. They're sure. they're the eagle eyes. They're going to find them on beds and then buddy gross cliff prince those are the guys really cool with they're they're okay with fishing all four days of this event and then jason williamson he's just honestly he lives in south carolina but he has his best track record in the elites is um is florida and that's the open last week he had good finish he's done well um i believe once or twice in the harris chain and then most of his times i think he's not going to go up and get a top 10 but in his five elite series events, Jason Williamson on the St. John's river has um, made the cut in four of them. And his only bad year was last year. And that's why he's in bucket E. And so I think he's, he's finished between 43rd and 11th, you know, so he's going to get you to day three, which is important for fantasy. Okay. All right. Which is a bargain for E. Yes. That's 1.9%, uh, 1.6%, something like that. It varies each day with people picking them, but I picked him as a bargain because I can't trust Rick Klun. I love him, but I can't trust Rick Klun. Uh, you know, and I said it bluntly, like I love him as well. I love all these guys, and but I, I think it's important to point out um, facts. And sure. Gary Klaus had the day two lead last year, 
And he only caught two limits until he dropped out of the elites. And those were day one and day two of the St. John's. So I have no idea what version of Gary Klaus is going to show up this year. The one who qualified for the elites or the one who is still maybe hobbling from an injury. I'm not sure. Um, It's hard to duplicate as well, going as far away as he did and having it to yourself. The next, I bet you he's seen somebody. If he did go look and poke around, there's somebody back there in practice just just looking to see if he, they can replicate that. So it's hard to go find stuff to yourself multiple years in a row. Um, I think Paul Mueller's also in that bucket. So we have two of our past three winners in that bucket, a couple leaders as well, and then a lot of new guys. And I think Justin Atkins is in bucket E as well, and he's he doesn't belong in bucket E and I think he's going to show that this year. Yeah. 23.1% for him right now in bucket E. He's currently the highest in, in bucket E. So that, uh, that makes sense. Rick Lund, 15.4%. A lot of folks still playing that, you know, that 2016 card and, and trying to see, you know, if he can duplicate that and, uh, and, and do that again, it says, and and Paul Mueller at 13. So previous winners obviously doing well, but Atkins at 23%, that, that kind of surprises me just a little bit being an E. So. Yeah. And Florida's so volatile. You just don't know. I mean, the guys could be on the best bag of the week and roll in, you know, boat, boat 90 and they don't get there. You know, they don't get to the spring that they're banking on. They don't get, you know, or now they're boat one for the next day, but the weather's changed and they're no longer there. You know, there's a lot of factors at the St. John's. It does spread out big, but it often fishes small in four or five main areas. And so it's hard to tell when you're picking them, but I don't know if there's ever been more of a sure thing and he could bomb this year and I'm totally cool with it. I won't be mad at him at all, but <laughs> Cliff Prince, there's not much more of a sure thing on a home body of water. I've never seen a resume as good as him other than maybe uh, Defoe at, right. at Douglas in an open or something like that. And that's that's a little bit of a mechanical advantage as well, not just a uh, a knowledge advantage. I think that he has that knowledge advantage, but Cliff Prince has done it multiple ways. We've seen him catch big ones. We've seen him, um, you know, big ones spawning. We've seen him fish shell bars. We've seen him fish canals. He's given it all a taste. And we say it every year. It's cold. This is lining up to be a Cliff Prince Elite event. Man, it's lining up to be a Cliff Prince Elite event. Like, if he's going to win one, this is the one he's going to have to win because there hasn't been a sign of any glimmer of a wave. And gosh, that plays into his hand big time. Sure. And if he doesn't win, the odds of him finishing worse than like maybe 12th is pretty slim. Yeah, he's got a seventh, a fourth, and this is going from most recent to, to farther away. Seventh, fourth, seventeenth, sixth, fifty-sixth, and sixteenth. So he's made five of his six elite series trips here. He's made the top seventeen. The one year he didn't, he barely missed the cut. And I, here's a fact for you: I didn't even put this in our podcast. I wrote it down and didn't even say it. <laughs> he has five top twenties at the St. John's, his home body of water, the Principal Act. Five top twenties. That is twenty percent of his elite his his Bassmaster career top twenties. Twenty percent of them here. That's how much of a sure thing he is. His sixth place finish, I covered him on the water that year. Should have won the event. He was 90th after day one because his his live well malfunctioned, clicked the wrong switch. All his fish died, wasn't allowed to cull, had 10 pounds. They were blowing up big time on the, on the scales, and he only had 10 pounds or so. Couldn't cull up. And then he goes from 90th and ends up sixth. And that's those next three days, day two through four. I mean, it was unreal what he was catching. He went and caught a big one on bed, like a 10-pounder. Then he went fish shell bars in front of me. And it's always a good thing when him and Terry Scroggins pull up on a shell bar. You know that that's a good Palatka shell bar if they do that. 
So he's done it all. And and Kenneth, yeah, I kind of, everyone's picking a lot of, a lot of people picking Rick Clun probably out of nostalgia, hoping he harnesses 2016 and 2019. But if there's a nostalgia pick for me, it's Cliff Prince. I would love to see him book into career with a win here. Um, because he always has brought it. He's never let down the home crowd. Right. Never let down the home crowd. Yeah. Uh, he's always there. You're right. He's always there for sure. So, all right. So, you've got till, what, 6 a.m. on Thursday morning to get your picks in. Uh, Eastern let's, time. Let's talk about – you said Eastern time. Is that right? Yep. 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 Eastern. 6 a.m. Eastern. Talk about Drain the Lake because this was new last year, right? <laughs> yes, it was. And I love Drain the Lake. I love Rapala Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, but – I want to do an experiment this year with Rapala and I want to do the chalk anglers, the highest percentage angler in each bucket. I want to somehow make a pseudo fake account, do that, which it's illegal by the way, to make a duplicate (laughs) account, but I can't win anything anyway. So the attorneys aren't going to sue me, but um, I want to make a duplicate account, do the highest percentage in each bucket and see how that lays out for the overall season. If, if picking the chalk guy in each bucket, gets you in the top, you know, 10% of the fantasy league, or if it's not, that's one thing I want to experiment with that um, because it is much easier to pick Greg Hackney every single event, but sure. drain the lake. I was very excited about it. And I was so excited about it because it's not only you have to have a knowledge of every elite series pro, you also have to have a knowledge of the fishery and the time of the year and strategically map out your season. Yeah. Now I will say when I opened that sucker up this week, I was a little more frustrated because last year we had Neely Henry or we had a fork Neely Henry Gunnersville, the classic, and then the two Northern events. So we had about six of the 10 events or seven of the 10 events. A lot easier to pick the anglers when you know you're only using half the elite field. You can go hammers every time. You're going to use all (laughs) but basically 14 anglers this year and trying to schedule them out. That's very difficult. And so I already was like, I picked five guys and, took all of them off and put them back on and was like, uh, I was kind of jamming the brakes, hitting the gas. I was like, I don't know what to pick, but there's a lot of strategy the whole year out at once. You do. And that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about that on Bassmaster live this week is that Tommy Such and myself, we did that. We got the whole season. We picked our team. It might not be the team that I play online with or I show on, on the screen of knowledge, but cause I'll pick that week to week, but we did, we took the whole schedule and we laid out and put everyone in a slot before the season started, before we know about floods or before we know about 30 degree temperatures, we did it. And I want to see how that aligns up, you know, between the three of us, we'll talk trash on who wins the overall year scheduling way ahead in advance. So that's, that's very interesting, but yes, with drain the lake, the big difference is you pick them once you can't pick them again. So for fans wanting to get in on that, it's like the eliminator pool. And so if you pick the Buffalo bills to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, you lost your eliminator pool this year. You could do the same thing in fantasy fishing and, and uh, pick Greg Hackney on the wrong week, you know. So it, it kind of made it more strategic. Is the classic a part of the Drain the Lake as well? It is, and you can steal from some of the anglers that aren't on the Elite Series and scoop them up in there. Some of the Nation and the Opens guys, you can in the College Qualifier, you can pick them in the classic. I know last year I made a big, a uh, big gamble and I picked Chris Jones and he got a top five and that was right. huge for me. Stealing an Opens Pro from that deal and uh, use them in the classic. So it doesn't come off my tally for the rest of the year. So that was key. I picked him last year. And I think that I'm just going to go ahead and say, Joey Nania is probably one that you'll want to snag for Hartwell. If, if somebody wants to do it, I think that lines up really good for him. If you're going to dabble in that. And I already feel his percentage going up right now from saying that, but I think that uh, that's just a projection, but 
I used a couple. I used two of my guys that I used in Rapala. I used them in the Mercury Drain the Lake this week, and, okay. and that was Clark Winlet and Cliff Prince. I got I got those guys knocked out here, um, just because I don't know what Santee and Chickamauga hold weather wise. If it's still cold, Santee, it might not be spawning like everyone thinks. So I'm trying to disperse my sight fishing hammers between occasionally one at the St. John's, a couple more at the Harris chain. Cause there's a full moon maybe. And then the St. Or, and then Santee and Chickamauga. I don't think Chickamauga will be that because the water will still be low. Um, Pick, Pickwick is an example yeah. from last year that really was different than what everybody expected beforehand. Yes, it is. And so I love drain the lake cause it puts it to the test. And I think I finished in the top 2% last year. So it, it proved my, my trash talk. I backed it up. And, uh, if Justin Atkins won on the final day of the season instead of Taku, I would have been like 45th in the world. Like it was everyone had Taku. And I was like, if they get double points for Taku, I lose big time. And they pass me. If Justin wins, it doesn't affect me, but it hurts their points. And that's the one thing. If you pick the winner of the elite elite events, you get double points. So I picked Wes Logan, Lee Livesey, Brian Schmidt, last year so i got three of the six events i picked the winner and it's double points for the elites and it's triple points for the classic and so those guys who thought hank cherry was going to go back to back he uh he got them triple points for him so wow yeah that's that's the difference in that wow so classic uh coming up going to hartwell uh back to hartwell we've got hank cherry that was the longest reigning classic champ and now is the shortest reigning classic champ right uh, what's his chances of three-peating this thing, Ronnie? Man, I, I think he likes these snow flurries that Arkansas and the mid the Midwest has had and that's kind of brushed over into the East. I think that that's a, a solid deal for him, especially with his strong suit of a jerkbait or fishing a jig or, or whatever he wants to do. But I, I know he made a top 10 at Hartwell in 2019 for the Elite event. That was closer to the spawn. You know, he wasn't fishing spawning fish, but it was definitely more spawn-oriented. I think that Hank really has a good opportunity to do it again. I think that, um, and just because we say that, and this lake lines up in his wheelhouse more than Gunnersville and Ray Roberts, sure. he's not going to win it somehow. You know, like that's, this one is the more textbook one he's going to win. And it's not going to play out that way because the same thing as the St. John's river, like Kenneth mentioned, we've gone to Hartwell multiple times. People are tired of that tune, but I am not because it's different every single time we go there i mean the winner of the classic last time jordan lee had like seven baits if he did the top baits gallery and, and told the truth he'd have seven different lures because he would caught them on a jerk bait caught them on a sure. wacky worm caught them on docks caught them offshore it's a lot of different things that he did and we saw a lot of guys kind of stick their hat in the ring to win that we saw guys up in dirty shallow water um with jason christie and whatnot had a shot to win that event we saw guys fishing those predominant ditches and then we go back even to 2015, the coldest classic ever. And we saw them deep offshore lined up for the local. So I think the colder it stayed, the longer it stays cold, the better Hank's chances are of winning that um, in reality. But I think a lot of the Carolinians have a good shot. Walters, Cobb, sure. Airy, LeHue. Uh, I think that there's quite a few that are going to have a good shot at it. Let's talk about two of the guys, though, that um, came back last year that have qualified, Christian Hackney. I mean, they're hungry, I would imagine. I know Christie is. I'm sure Hackney is as well. I said what's scary about Hackney is he said he's hungry, said he's wanted it. He wants to win a classic. That's basically the only thing in the sport he hasn't won. Right. Um, but, man, what's scary about Hackney is he's not hungry. It's that he's happy. 
Yeah. A happy Greg Hackney is just scares me to death. <laughs> I expect him to be serious and he's laughing. He's joking. He's, he's happy, which is deadly on the water. And, and I mean, he honestly, he could, he could honestly win three in a row. He could win St. John's cause he's gotten two second places there. He's caught two 10 pounders there in his time on the elites. Harris chain could be a sight fishing deal or a big jig and some reeds and some, you know, pencil grass, whatever. And then he could go to Hartwell and win it. But I do think those two guys, what they said last year, they didn't hold, they did, they did it courteously, but they didn't pull any punches when it comes to why they, why they wanted to come back to the elite series. And I think that that, that picture, and I think we painted it last year. Uh, it's me and you, Chris, and and we walk up at the scales and I'm standing there waiting on you and you bring your bag of fish up and you put it on the scales. And in that 20 second moment, someone's going to win the classic. Someone's going to win the elite event. You can't duplicate that in any other way you want to do it. You can't recreate that wheel no. uh, in a different format. That is an epic moment that every kid remembers. I mean, I will never forget KVD punching Jeff Crete's hat off his head <laughs> at Lay Lake, my first classic. I will never forget that. And so in person, my first classic, I was just a teenager. And so I think that there's special things with the classic and with the elite series um, that they, they missed, they missed those fans. They missed that camaraderie, sure. um, with the, with the public, because that's really the driving force. Like I look at a lot of these head coaches in the NFL or a lot of these coordinators that are really, really happy. And I, and it's hard to put myself in their place. It's like, if Tommy Sanders retired and I said, no, I don't need the head gig to keep me over on the side. That's what it's basically saying. But some of these coordinators accepting head coaching roles when they're completely happy and their family's happy sure. wherever they are as a coordinator, it's hard sometimes because the financial gain, you want to do that. Um, sometimes you make a decision, but man, sometimes you just do decisions because of the way they make you feel. Yeah. And I think that that format five fish, the fans and deciding it on the scales beside another grown man that I beat him this week. Whew, that's hard to beat. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's you know, deal. some, sometimes when you do something long enough, you kind of, you kind of forget why you do it or you kind of, you kind of lose the reason why you're doing it. And when it's taken away from you or you move on to something else, then all of a sudden it hits you what, what you're really missing. So your second time in, you're much more appreciative of that, of what you left. And I think that's where those two guys are. Yeah. I think that goes for, for anything, uh, whether we want to compare it to relationships with, with women or not, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you leave a girl and you're like, dang, that was a really dumb decision. You know, you see that 10 years later at the reunion, you're like, man, I'm an idiot. I'm still single, you know, and, and, and she aged like a fine wine whatever. And that's not my case, obviously, because I married my, my high school sweetheart and I wrapped that up real quick. I was not going to, I was not going to let her get away, but it's kind of that same situation, you know, and the same thing with a job, you leave for a higher, higher pay and somewhere else maybe. And, and you miss the coworkers or you miss the time you had making less money. Mm -hmm. You know, when you make more money, they ask more of you. And so, uh, you have less time. And so I've tried to manage that balance mentally as I try to go up the ranks as well. But I think some of those things definitely matter to anglers. And hey, Hackney was leading AOI for a little bit this year. Didn't get a W, but Christy did. I think those guys, um, they've been nothing but a pleasure to work with as well. I've enjoyed working with them again. Yeah. And uh, they answer my texts a lot more, which is cool. They didn't answer my texts <laughs> before 2018 much. You know, they were, they're kind of, uh, yeah. they were, they were like up here and I was just the kid, you know, so it's cool now. They're, they're realizing that Ronnie's a big deal now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if Ronnie talks enough, then it might be positive. But we'll swing it positive at some point. David, you've been pretty quiet in this whole deal. Yeah, he is. What's going on up there? 
Well, talk about like putting a lot of work in. I was going to ask you, cause I know like you come up with a lot of good nuggets for your, you know, screen of knowledge. I mean, how much time do you put in to like prepare? I mean, things are constantly changing, obviously as the tournament goes on, but how much time do you actually put in to come up with those nuggets that you use for the screen of knowledge? Um, man, I don't want to let you down, but like, <laughs> Well, you seven, got now? like seven eight minutes like you know what i'm saying like it's not it's not like pre-produced well mike mckinnis said ronnie i need you to stop doing so much stuff and i need you to get pre you know prepared well in advance for this event i say yes sir i will i i am still pushing it to the last second to get stuff done but <laughs> a lot of it does live in my head a lot of it is midnight i email matt dowd and say hey how many times did someone catch three fish on a full moon in the last flight of a Florida event? And he sends me some, some filtered spreadsheet that has a couple things. And I'm like, well, my thought didn't work out, but I look at this and that guy, that stat connects somewhere else. So a lot of it is just um, the way I'm wired, I guess, you know, do you guys remember that, that show on ESPN back in the day called stump the Schwab? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to be on that. I wanted to stump the Schwab so bad because I just I wouldn't know the 70s and 80s stuff. But man, the current stuff, it's hard to put it past me. And so with all sports. So with fishing, it's the same way. I mean, I I retain a lot of information. I have a lot of Excel spreadsheets. I, I honestly would probably be some boring, dull accountant somewhere. Not saying ad- accountants are dull. I just, I know I just made a big mistake. Easy, easy. They're not, easy. they're it's not, family show now. they're not uh, all my accountant friends in Sunday school. I hope you don't listen to this. I hope you do, but I hope you didn't listen to this <laughs> one. Don't. But um, <laughs> I would probably have Excel spreadsheets out the wazoo with stats and information uh, and budgets and whatnot, because that's just the way I operate. So I, I wanted to be a statistician before I went into journalism. I, I wanted to be an MBA statistician. That's my background in high school. That's what I wanted to do. It shows. He, he, is, he, he has proven talking to us. He doesn't have to cram last minute because it, it's just happening all the time. Oh, all the time. All the time. He spit it out is. all kinds of numbers and, tonight. And, and I got to give you props because if I text you or David texts you and we're asking stupid questions when it gets down to AOY or points or who qualifies, who doesn't, and the classic and this and that, dude, you're always there with an answer. You know, right or wrong, you're always there. And we really appreciate you. you know, Right or wrong, he's always right. Post, so, Well, hey, if I'm not right, the comment on Facebook is deleted before someone tells me I'm not. They won't see it anymore. They'll be like, where is that comment? And I can't find it. But no, whether y'all text me or not, I will offer it up. I will offer up some kind of correction to somebody online who has oh. blasphemed or they, you know, they, oh, they are incorrect, you know? So oh, yeah, we're, I try to keep, and, and I think that that's hard, you know, like a lot of people, Tommy's not involved in that game. You know, he's not going to, he's not that he's not wired that way to be controversial or to correct people. He's so humble. He's the best of all time. Sure. But for me, there's so much misinformation. Our, our fishing industry there's so many different tournament trails people were yelling at me that we weren't live and that bassmaster was just dropping the ball at the open and i'm like this isn't even our pro event like we don't even do that like right. they just expect it now and so I, I try to give some insight to the fans when i can and i try to do it from a place of love but it is a place of frustration when it's always like a negative slant it's never like man i hope that they do this in the future not like shame on them for not doing it they're the reason the sport sucks and i'm like bro what are you talking about i need at least like six weeks with my wife at home on saturday you know so what are we doing but i I try to be courteous but there is a lot of information out there and our sport is one of the coolest sports when it comes to information and stats and how to 
how to skew them. I racked my brain this offseason trying to come up with a probability graph and chart for the top 10 to kind of what can I put in formula wise right. to equate to if this guy is seven pounds behind, what is the probability he can win? You know, uh, other than just saying, well, it's a one in 10 chance because he's out there. You know, what is the actual chances that we see when there's 17 points scored at the end of the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs game? And the charts going like this because right. somebody had 99% chance and then they had a 1% chance. And then the, you know, so uh, I try to do that with fishing, but I just love it. I mean, I think these numbers tell a story of how great some of these anglers are. And we'll oh, look no. at it in the, in the future oh, when absolutely. we see a guy retire that doesn't have a win, but he's got 87 top fives. And I'm like, that guy is a hall of famer. Sure. I, I, I'll give you a suggestion for a hashtag on your, uh, you know, when you're doing that on social media, it's the way we end this show. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. That's, That's it. good. That's it. That's I mean, because yeah, we stir some. We can stir some crap on this show. That's for sure. So, oh, right. I do off show. Well, last question, <laughs> and we'll let you out of here. I know you know it's NFL's been a, been a rough season for you and your Arizona Cardinals. Man, I mean, talk about emotions. <laughs> I, I launched. I launched on day one with hopes of thirty pounds, and I caught it. And I launched on day two with hopes of 30 pounds and I caught it and I had a 20 pound lead going to the final day and I lost it. Lost That's exactly it. what we just did this year. So a lot of different emotions and you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay with Kyler Murray deleting all of his Cardinal stuff. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. I'm just going to put the remote on the counter and if he can't reach it, that's his problem. But I will say, uh, I love the team. I was prepared to go to a home playoff game. We didn't even get to host one. That's fine. But I want to put it in perspective. I, I sound like I overreacted there to our situation. I was completely level-headed the whole year. I was frustrated because we we had the potential. But the two teams in the NFC Championship game are in our division. Our division won 40 games this year, more than any other division. We won 11 games in the previous two seasons. We won five and eight. <laughs> five, eight, and 11. We've increased by three wins every year. Every fan base in the world will take that. Yet Cardinals fans want to fire their coach and get rid of the quarterback and the Titans fans want to get rid of their quarterback. Like, it's just mind-blowing how all of a sudden we can go from being so grateful to burn it all down. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it's all good. These these players care a lot as well. And so I understand that. So I am passionate and I love it, but that was tough to watch. I I honestly texted Mark Zona a couple words that I cannot say on the show, and I said <laughs> – Oh, you can say it. It's okay. I have never been sicker to my stomach <laughs> in my life watching the first four possessions of that playoff game. I was like, what are we doing? And uh, and so that's that's my summation of it. But, hey, my team made the playoffs, and probably fans listening online, their team didn't unless they're a Tom Brady fan or something. Yeah, mine, mine didn't. So who you got this weekend, L.A. or Cincy? Man, I want Cincy so bad I can't stand the Rams. Yeah. I hate buying Super Bowls, and they bought a Super Bowl this year. They sold out, and they bought a Super Bowl. We beat them the first <laughs> time by 17, then they beat us twice in a row. I used to be that guy who wants my division to win it just to just to use in the offseason of how good our division was. I don't like that crap anymore. I want the Bengals to win. I want Joe Burrow. I want hey, and there's an ECU alum. There's an ECU offensive lineman, my alma mater that's on the Bengals. That'd be cool to see another ECU Super Bowl champ like CJ Wilson, Linville Joseph, those guys who have. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, brother, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for coming in, you know, last minute, bottom of the ninth here and killing it for us. And uh, please give our best to Sarah and you guys. We're praying for you and let, and let us know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you this though: if it's a boy, Christopher Allen is a great way to go. 
Hey, I already this thing has been reserved since I was born. It's it's Ronnie the fourth. Oh, I'm passing. Fourth? I'm the third, so I'm going to the fourth, baby. It'll be it'll be Ronald Laverne Moore the fourth. If it's a boy and if it's a girl, I am not allowed to say it because Sarah will bust in this room. But I will uh, end on a note of when this is being recorded. Auburn and Arkansas are playing basketball in about 20 minutes from now. And I have all of a sudden just came down with the Razorback fever the last five if months. If you call the damn hogs running more, I'm deleting this entire segment. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I called the hogs bring it, Ronnie, on, bring it. I'm deleting I the this entire on Saturday when they beat Mississippi State. I called the hogs. I bought two hog shirts this weekend, and I'm like, I'm all in on hog sports. And uh, the the key is every game I go to, whatever sport it is, the first game I go to of that sport, they lose. The second game, they've won. I went to two football games. They've won, lost the first, won the second. And basketball, the same way. I went to the Hofstra loss in Little Rock, and then they beat Mississippi State. So I'm down with it. I just got to pick a good baseball game for them to lose, that it doesn't hurt them too bad, and then I'll go to another one. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all of a sudden an adopted Arkansas fan, and I'm, for some reason, just – I'm totally cool with it. So it feels good to have rooting interest in college sports again. I don't get to see enough ECU games. So I will do that. And uh, (laughs) I will, I will probably call the hogs in just a second and uh, make you go ahead and do it. Please, please. We'll do a little. And then I'll just go pig suey uh, at the end, but we called the hogs a little bit. We'll do it. All right. All right. Well, war Eagle to you. May the best man win best team. I'll I'll take it. It's going to be tough. I mean, because we're, I don't know what we're doing, but it's uh, we'll we'll definitely take it. But dude, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight, and um, looking forward to seeing you on live this weekend and uh, the screen of knowledge and all that stuff. We could always say, "Hey, I know that guy," right? Hey, the screen of knowledge is twice as big. The studio is brand not brand new, same building, same setup, kind of, but updated. We've got the whole big classic desk we had in Fort Worth, that huge deal. Oh, wow. We got we got that brought in. And it's going to be pretty cool. And honestly, I'm proud as heck. Ronnie's at the big boy desk now, boys. We're oh, at the big the boy big desk. Boy so desk. I am Moving. so tickled. This is just a dream come true. Uh, this job is, it's tiring. I'm so tired. Uh, and I'll be tired when we have a little one and we're doing Bass Live. But man, what a cool sport. What a cool opportunity. So I'm going to try to bring it the best for everyone who wants to be in my position. Because I get reminded daily, even my dad would cut me from my job. So I better bring it and, and care because uh, that's all I got is effort. I'll bring effort at minimum. There you go. There you go. I, I'll give you one challenge. If you can sneak in an Angler's Channel somewhere on live, somewhere just you know, real quick <laughs> so no one else notices. Oh, I will. If challenge. the Hogs win, I will let you guys know that, yeah, I was talking junk on the Angler's Channel <laughs> podcast with Chris Brown and the Hogs won. Bring that it. way my boss isn't mad because he's a Hogs fan. And uh, I get a dig in at the same time at the Birmingham folks. And uh, Chris. Awesome. So, yeah. Go. Hey, I love y'all. Appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. And I look forward to talking to y'all soon. Thank you for having me. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. 
Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. We're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. David, Kenneth, just got done with our buddy Ronnie Moore. Um, I, really not much else to say. I mean, great show. Ronnie talking smack, giving us the love on the fantasy, um, doing the whole deal. I am going to give some props, though, to our buddy Henry Engler, right? Henry Engler. Henry was the first person who submitted a you pick them for next week. Actually, this – yeah, for – yeah, next week for next week's deal, right? Because I started early. The first person. And um, so you know what I did? If you read the newsletter that went out last Thursday, you notice that you pick them showed up early. And I made a little challenge. The first 50 to sign up, I'd pick a winner. Henry was the first one. How can you not pick the first guy that signs up, right? Henry's already got his Sportsman's Warehouse gift card in his email. And I would venture to guess – He's already spent it, right? Not only that, but <clears throat> Henry kind of took him to the woodshed this week on the U Pick'em. We'll jump into that real quick. Debbie, do you have all the results for U Pick'ems? Are we going to go through this rigmarole again, or are you uh, how you want to do you this? You know, I, I slacked off, but if you give me a few minutes. <laughs> no, it's okay. I got them. I got them. We'll run through them real quick. We'll run through them. We'll talk a few. Uh, we'll do a little, uh, little U Pick'ems real fast. But uh, I got to give some props, though, David. You are really loosening up and coming into your own here on the Rookie Pods lately. I mean, really loosening up. Sound like you're having a little bit more fun. And uh, show's just blowing and going, dude. Congratulations. Uh, my wife would definitely disagree with that. She listens and she critiques me pretty hard. And I'm like, uh, I- I'm not an expert. I'm no Ronnie more, obviously. So that's why you hung up on me. But uh, 
Um, well, I, I try, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get uh, was. I think this coming week we've got Steve Lopez. He's from my neck of the woods, but he's a pro circuit angler. But I'm trying, uh, try to mix a few things up, and hopefully not make it too stale. No, it was great. Look, look, so look, there's only one Ronnie Moore, <laughs> and there's only one David Jones. Exactly. Just be the one David Jones. Exactly. Be the best David Jones you can be. So. <laughs> You can be. And Lisa, I appreciate you really uh, really critiquing what he's doing because he won't listen to none of us. So I'm glad he's listening to you because he's, <laughs> uh, he's definitely coming into his own there. But I really think you're doing great. So um, a few little news and notes real quick. Um, Knoxville. Going to the Classic in Knoxville in 2023. Thoughts? Like it? Don't like it? Don't care? You don't want to yell? David? I think it's, I mean, it's only the second time they've been back there. Yeah, it was only a few years ago, but um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I haven't, I don't recall if it's going to be the same exact boundaries or not. I'm assuming it's going to be, but I look forward to it. It's going to be uh, pretty exciting. Worst case, I'm assuming, just like Dave Mercer. I, mean, I met him the last time I was there, but if not, we'll probably run into Mayor Kane again. I was going to say that the, the mayor is the, what was his former role? Was it so? He's with the mayor of Knox County, but uh, what was that? He was a professional wrestler. And you that was the one guy I've never seen you nervous about getting up and going to get a picture with. Oh, what? So I'm only like five, six ish, and then he's at seven, almost seven feet tall. Yeah, we know you you had a mark on your forehead (laughs) from his belt buckle. So I mean, you bumped right into it. So but uh, I had to get you some boots, son. That's uh, yeah, that was pretty good. So going back to Knoxville, I got it. Somebody asked me this question, so I'm going to ask you guys to think about it. But I'm also going to pose a question to our podcast listeners via the X Zone Hotline two five six five three five three two one seven. Chime in, let us know. Somebody asked me, is bass getting stale with the Elite Series schedule and the Classic schedule? Is bass getting stale? I've got my own opinions on this, but I'd love to know your thoughts. Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep, 256-535-3217. Chime in, please. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Do you like the Knoxville Classic? Do you not like it? Is bass getting stale? Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, Let's see. A few more things. Johnson Outdoors signs on as an official Bass Pro Tour sponsor. For 2022, so that's uh, that's a big deal for them. They're now across, well, two of the three major platforms. Um, let's see, you pick them. We got coming up, uh, Bass Fantasy. We did add Drain the Lake, so to our group, which believe it or not, all I had to do was push a button. That was it, and it took the entire group of 807 people over into Drain the Lake. So if you play Drain oh, the Lake and you're part of our group, guess what? You're there. No codes, no links, no anything. You're there. If you wanted to play Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour and join our league, guess what? You got to join a whole different group. And I reached out to my buddy Joe O'Parker on this. Joe sent me directions. Send me instructions. And in the back of my mind, or under my breath, I said, Joe, I'm not stupid. I know how to do it. But apparently I didn't. There's a whole other code that you have to sign up for, right? So if you go to theanglerschannel.com, there's now 
links. I have to waste two links on this deal. Two links to get into, um, and I'm trying to find them now, wherever they are, but two links to get into the Major League Fishing Fan, to play in our league, right? If you want to play in our league, this is how you do it. You can go to the anglerschannel.com, up in the upper right-hand corner, you're in the menu, you'll see contest, and below what you see are you pick them, uh, there's a drop down. You see, you pick them, our giveaway, Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, which gets you into everything, MLF Pro Circuit, and then MLF BPT Fantasy Fishing. You can use those as links, but you have to use the code 478 C is in Charlie, 56 E is in equal, I guess, six. Type that code in, you can join our league. Which league? That's the Bass Pro Tour League. If you want to join the Pro Circuit League, that's a whole different ball of wax there. And let me if I can get my little my little pointer thingy here to work on it. That's a whole different um, deal. That's code FD. That's Frank Denise three five six EF five. I'm not going to hate you. Thanks for the you. assistance, Joe. We really do appreciate it. I, I, we do, Joe, but I'm not going to hate you if you don't play. I'm not. It's okay. I get it. I, I told Joe my opinion, and I told him this was asinine, but I, it, it is what it is, so we'll leave it at that. But if you want to play, the links are on the anglerschannel.com homepage under contest. Scroll down, figure it out, play, join. There's gifts to be had. There's money to be won. We're going to give him away. I'm not knocking on him. It's just, yeah, I'm knocking on him. So we're going to move on. But Drain the Lake has been added to Bass for this weekend, so feel free to play in that as well. I'm going to go ahead and just let you know, Chris, it's very possible that I might miss a tournament or two with that fantasy league. With MLF? Yes. Well, you know – I mean, you know, weeks that I'm fishing my own tournament or whatever, I may not have the time to go try to figure out what's what. So I'm just saying. Yeah, oh no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I'm gonna have to highlight the tournament in our calendar so I know what's coming up and which which groups to pick from so I know. But luckily for us, Bass has text notifications now and MLF has their notifications via their app. So they'll let us know when we can sign up, when we can do all we gotta do. So you guys make sure you get going on with that. Um, let's see a few more things real quick. Um, let's see. ICAST registration is open. Um, Kyle Welcher signs with 13 fishing. Our buddy Brandon Lester wins the open. Um, so a lot of cool stuff going on. And cool thing is there was a story on Bassmaster.com about Lester winning the open and uh, a local restaurant. My wife and I actually went to last weekend, weekend before last, and um, how they were all there, local there in Fayetteville, uh, Tennessee, where Lester's from, and how everybody was kind of watching uh, Brandon win over the weekend. So very, very cool deal. Uh, congratulations to him. But let's jump into the U Pickups real quick because we got some new things going on with the U Pickups. Uh, so we'll do that real fast. Toyota uh, event on Okeechobee, right? Big cold front through Florida last week and this week, and everybody not happy. But Okeechobee, 51 pounds, 5 ounces for Rob Brana. that right, David? Bron, Brana, B-R-A-N-A-G-H, Rob. Uh, 
51-5 for Rob <clears throat> to win that event for him. Gary Bittenbender, 49-10, wins the Angler's Channel You pick him. KG with 46-09 grabs the point there uh, in uh, for the AC group. The Open Akusemi just mentioned Brandon Lester, 51-2. Kenneth, did you ever think we'd have two events in Florida and it would take 51 pounds to win either one of them on a three-day deal? That seemed low to you? You know, it, it does, but, you know, Florida's always a tricky fishery. It's so weather-dependent. But usually, you know, in a three- or four-day deal, that you know, it's usually only one or two days that's really bad. Yeah. And someone comes in with, you know, a monster bag the other, the other day or, or two, but – yeah, I mean, you know, Florida's tricky this time of year. Yeah. Brandon came from behind to win this one, which is pretty cool to see. 51-2 for the win. Brandon Black, to battle the Brandons. Brandon Black gets the win. 50.6 pounds uh, for the points there for the U-pickup. And then Old David comes back with a 50.03 and grabs the win there. But don't get too excited yet, David, because we go to BFL Choo Choo on Gunnersville where Casey Martin brought, dropped 26-14 on the scale to win that event. Carl Gould, 26-10, gets the points on the U-picks. And then Kenneth with 20.04. I must have been really low or really high. I don't remember. But uh, Kenneth was the closest there uh, on that one. Then we go to the BFL Cowboy on Toledo Ben. My buddy Tater Reynolds, not my buddy, I just love the name, Tater Reynolds, 27 pounds, 4 ounces uh, to win that one, the BFL there. Scotty Hiley, 26-6, wins the U-Pickmas points. And KG comes storming back with another win, 23-14. That's whoop, whoop. Is that a ding? What is that, KG? What, what, what's your, you got to find find your sound effect in there. So, oh, maybe we could use the uh, – let's see if I still have it. I may not. Uh, let's see. That is – Never give up! Oh, no, that's wrong. Never maybe. give up! So maybe it's – Oh, no, not that one either. Ever in your favor. So maybe it was – no, I ain't that one either. Wow, what man? I'm losing my. I'm was losing it the my division? Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Oh yeah, it was. It was, it was a dumb bass. That's what it was. Okay, that's gonna be your uh, your new deal. Uh, BBT, the Big Bass Tour on Harris Chain, another big record event for them in attendance. Terry Free with an eleven seventeen. He had four, I think, over ten in this yep. one. So eleven seventeen for the win. Our buddy Henry Engler, you ready for it? Nails it. 11-17. Wins the Sports and Warehouse gift card. Nails the tournament win. 11-17. I grabbed this point with 11-13. What a dumb bass. And, uh, oh, hang on. What a dumb bass. Yeah, that's me. And then we go to the kayak event on Fork. Garrett Morgan uh, won it with 201.75 inches. My bad, guys. I thought it was a one-day. It was a two-day. But it's okay. Brian Wilson had the biggest of them all with 113.2 inches. And then I come in there with 100 inches total to win that one as well. What a dumb bass. Yep, that was me. I messed it up. So, but there's a catch. Everybody that won a point or won an event this week, minus the three of us, Gary Bittenbender, Brandon Black, Carl Gould, Scotty Hiley, and Brian Wilson all got two points apiece. All right? 
two points apiece. Henry Engler, because he nailed it, got three. But Jason Chatfield, who was second place winner on the Toyota event with 48-11. Jason, you get a point. The Open, we had a second place winner with David Jean. He gets a point. Choo Choo, Gary Rogers, 2604. You get a point. Cowboy Thomas Foley, 2602 for that one. You get a point. I got a point for my 1113 on the uh, on the big bass tour. And Scotty Hiley, who's already who won the the BFL on Selena Ben, he won those two points. He scored a second with an 111 inch guess for uh, uh, for the kayak event there. So, what does that mean? That means Henry Engler and Scotty Hiley are both tied for the lead right now with three points apiece. Then we go down to you got Gary Bittenbender, Brandon Black, Carl Gould, Brian Wilson. They've all got two apiece. Then Jason Chatfield, David, Gary Rogers, Thomas Fogarty, and myself all have a point. And our group, KG's leading with six. I've got five, and David's got two because our second-place points, David, they do carry over. So <laughs> that's right. We're going to make it just a little bit tougher on OKG to pull this out this year. But that's right. First so, and second places are getting points this year. I mean, you know, are we doing participation trophies now? What What's the deal? What, what I mean, the hell? I mean, no, on, we man. ain't doing I mean, participation trophies. I, I thought second was first loser. Well – but but there's points to be awarded for that now. So if you ain't first, so you're third last. Is the but, first loser. Well, they are now, but that, that that's kind of what we're doing now. We're going to do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some more folks involved, see what we can do. I like it. I think it's going to work. We'll play with you're it. You're going to have we'll to start see. using a calculator. Well, well I, I already have. I had to take my, my, <laughs> my shoes and socks off on this one. It was a little tough. But, uh, yeah, so foil loaded, you pick them in Full effect. It's rolling right now. Um, coming up this week, the Elite Series in the St. John. Four days. So we the, the, the overall winner on that. Toyota on Rayburn. Three days on it. The Texas Tournament Zone on Lake Travis. That's going to be a one-day deal on Saturday. The Carolina Anglers Southeast North Carolina event. That's on Lake Sutton. That's a one-day event on the Saturday. Tennessee Team Trails on Cherokee. That's a one-day event on Saturday as well. And the Rattle Trap on Gunnersville, Kenneth. That's a one-day event on Sunday. What's your What's it gonna take to win the Rattle Trap, Kenneth? And you're just uh, just off the top of your head. Now, now I, I mean, I can't tell you that. Well, what's I, I your? I know you got. I didn't say you got to pick this guess. What my pick might be so uh, you know. I, I, and now that second place is getting points, I, you know. I'm just asking for some insider information, Kenneth. You are the AC insider. I, I can't give you that information, Chris. Okay. It's it would put it would put me in a in a bind. Have you submitted your picks for this week? I have not. Well, you mean to do what? so pretty quick. You need get on that right now, David. What you got? I, I will now that I fully understand the complete rules. It'll be easier for me to submit. Listen, listen. We're just like a certain tournament organization. These rules change daily. Okay. Anything can happen with these rules. So, David, what was your question? 
I was gonna well since Kenneth won't share the juice on what he thinks is gonna win, I was gonna say, well, will the color red come into play then? Ooh. Yes. Yes. Okay. He says. Yes. Color red will come into play. Okay. There you go. So we're folks took twenty six fourteen the, the BFO. Used color all day long. So okay. There you go. There you go. Well, gentlemen, did we, did we learn anything this week, guys? Anything new? No. I learned that to the little the little um, soapbox that I got on last week. There's a lot of people that need to go back and listen to our previous podcast. You know, wow. Yeah, timing is unbelievable. We're gonna jump on that soapbox next week because we're we're gratefully out of time. Thanks to Ronnie Moore coming on and being a guest this week, but. Uh, we're going to jump on that soapbox next week because I'm going to tell you I'm a little bit pissed off by it as well. I saw it at least five or six times over the weekend, if not more. And I tell you what, if I was still a sponsorship manager or pro staff manager, boy, I tell you what, there'd be some phones lit up right now. You know, it's, it's one thing when it's a lower level angler doing it that really may just not understand or not realize what's going on, but I've even seen in a very high level, seen it at a very high level. Oh, so yeah. it's very surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And um, I need to go back and listen to the podcast. And you need to tune in to next week's podcast as well, because we could really jump on this soapbox quite a bit, because you never know what else is going to happen this week, right? Because it's just uh, it's one thing after another. But um, yeah, so we got that coming up. David, how about you? You learn anything this week? Um, I guess, well, was it? I guess. One thing I learned, I actually, you know, uh, watched the Bush Clash with the new, new cars. I actually like them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, we'll see what happens. But I just didn't care for the race, the whole entertainment thing. But the, since I'm kind of short, I'll make fun of myself for it. So I don't, I don't, I can't climb up on a soapbox, but I guess I'll, I'll climb up on a little shoebox, I guess you can say. But, um, no, I, I guess, like, just, it's just really funny because, uh, in some of the social forums I'm in and stuff like, I find it very odd and weird that like a certain angler, uh, I'll, I'll say Chris Zeldane, you know, he gets so much online flack for his recent sponsorship changes. And I'm like, wow, people like just hitting on the guy for, I don't know. I just find it, I mean, it's, you know, social media, it, it's good and bad, but it's just, it sucks that he gets so much flack for whatever decision he made with, with the changes that he uh, took upon for 2022. Well, you know what? You yeah. got you got to do what you got to do for your family. You got to do what, yeah. what you think is right for you and, 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 and what you do. Yes, sir. But, but David, this is, yes, this kind of goes back since you brought up NASCAR. Look, I, I used to be a big NASCAR fan. I'm not anymore. <laughs> what, what made NASCAR so good back in the day is you love drivers and you hated drivers. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Part of it is just don't take it personal. You're going to have yeah. people that love what you're doing, people that hate what you're doing, but it's all good. It, it all works out in the end. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, yeah, I just find it very odd because in this case, it's not the angler. It's, I guess, people are a particular certain brands or uh, maybe it is the whole, they take the whole brand and him being supportive or of the brands he's chosen now. I'm just like, who cares? And again, why is it so? What, what is it like? Why, why is people's underwear in such a you know tight bunch or whatever? But yeah, look, fishermen are going to complain about <laughs> something. So you know, so so the new cars, you like them? You're good with the new cars? 
I like it, but, but I like the, the the lower profile tires. You know, it's it's, it's a bit. You know, it's, it's more. Uh, for, uh, I'm also a Formula One guy too, so like this year they're going to you know higher or lower profile, so more street like. You know, more looks more like a, you know the, the cars that they're supposedly based off for more street relevancy. But you know, I, I like the look of them, but we'll see what, what what happens when they get to stretch their legs on the Daytona uh, International Speedway. When is the, when is Daytona? Uh, this weekend. Uh, I think it's next weekend. No, okay. not this coming week. I think it's the following week. I know it's always like sometime. It's either this week, uh, the the twentieth or get, something. Yeah, they get they get probably twenty. They get they get, they get a weekend off. And did I see right that there's no more uh, wheel studs? That it's just a single, like I think, I think it's like a single one. one. It, it's center, a sing- center center lock lug. Wow, I think so. That's that's but a big change. See, I, we'll see what happens because this this particular uh, Bush class was I, I don't know I I don't remember it being that way, but it's it was since it was in LA, it was a special, unique format. But. But. Yeah, I don't. That, that's that's one sport I've never really embraced the changes and the rules with the points and the whole, you know, stages and and all oh, of I this. And I, I, you know, I Kenneth, I'm like you. I'm an old mechanic. They're, they've been trying to grow the sport, Chris. I understand that. I understand they have. <laughs> I understand. Where's it have. gotten them? I got. I got it. I got it. You know, at least they're not using score trackers so anyway well folks there it is this week's edition of the anglers channel insider podcast we do appreciate you guys for hanging in i'm sorry go ahead i'm not looking go ahead sorry just one psa uh well because what we're as by the time these people hear this show it's the ninth uh make sure you get a good valentine's day gift so that you can go fishing for the rest of the you know, next couple of days or a couple of weeks whatever maybe david do you have your valentine's gift uh, we don't do gifts, but we'll be doing something this weekend. Okay. Kenneth, how about you? You know, in some cases, the Valentine's gift may be going fishing. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So the uh, my wife and I are going out of town this weekend for a few days, and she asked me the other day, she's like, so we're not doing Valentine's. We're just going to do this little getaway, and we'll buy stuff while we're gone, right? And I said, Sure. And we did the whole pinky promise swear thing. And I'm like, you dumbass, you better go buy something now because this is going to bite you square in the ass. So I did. I'm good. I'm squared away. We're in good shape. We'll be fine. Maybe. We'll be fine. So but we'll see. Valentine's Day coming up. Make sure you take care of that because I won't talk to you between now and then. So make sure that's it. Thanks for bringing that up, David. I had it on my notes. I overlooked it. I got so overwhelmed with Ronnie Moore. I overlooked it. So, but uh, folks, thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review in your favorite podcast app. Check us out online at anglerschannel.com as well. And of course, please give us your thoughts and opinions via the X-Zone hotline. Brought to you by Trickstep 256-535-3217. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, the one and only Mr. Ronnie Moore for the Angler Channel Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that PFD on. Buckle that kill switch. Have a great week. War Eagle. No God, don't take it personally. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.